It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today, I want to talk about the hellscape that is technical diagramming, right? Everybody's nodding their heads right now. Uh huh. And there is a potential solution that I want to share. There was one name that several people brought up. I did some digging, and it's kind of nuts how much this program Miro has for developers. I have to share this. It could potentially be a game changer for you. So my favorite part about Miro is that half the work is already done. Like right now, typically we spend hours starting diagrams from scratch, right? Gathering information, you get buy-in from every team. Uh, you know, following up, that's a lot of work to do. But Miro has a full set of integrations with the tools you're probably already using. And they also offer open APIs and SDKs for custom solutions for all those niche diagramming use cases we have to do, right? So the end result is the same, but it doesn't take forever. It's a massive, massive time saver. I'm transforming basic flowcharts and network architectures, and it all lives in one place. So are you using Miro? Have you used it? I want to hear. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.amic slash you know. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. Hopefully you guys are all having a great start to your week. A lot to talk about on today's show. We're going to talk about the debut of the Alliance of American Football. Five former BYU players suiting up for the Salt Lake Stallions in their season opening loss. We'll talk about their efforts in that game. Get some thoughts on the league as a whole as well. Why it might be worth you investing some time to watch them making the trip up to Salt Lake to Rice-Eccles Stadium here in a couple of weeks to see them play in person, etc. We'll also talk about some comments from BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood about BYU quarterback slash BYU baseball player Jaron Hall. Very highly complimentary of what Hall is doing for the BYU baseball program as well. We'll get to those comments and discuss them in depth. And then we'll f- wrap up the show with our final thoughts, some of the other news and notes coming out of the BYU athletic department, as we always do in quick hits to round out the show. There you go. Rundown of how today's show is going to go. So let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for February 12th, 2019. All right, how many of you guys happened to watch the Alliance of American Football over the weekend? Um, figuratively, you're raising your hand, maybe. I did. I watched the majority of all four games as this new professional league kicked things off. I've been intrigued by it since its inception last year. I have been covering it. We had to do a, another podcast called Wild Stallions. If you are interested in coverage of that team in particular, you're happy. To, you're welcome, not happy, welcome to listen to. I do it with Sean Walker, who covers. 
covers sports here locally for KSL.com. Does a great job covering BYU, etc. We talk about the Stallions. We've both been intrigued by this league. I think it's a good thing that Salt Lake was included in this league as having a pro team here. 17 of the Stallions' 52-man roster. So 17 players on that 52-man roster have connections here locally, having played for local colleges. 10 of them up at the University of Utah. Two of them for Utah State. And that leaves the other five being former BYU Cougars. They had their uh, opening game on Sunday evening when they were down in Arizona at Tem- in Tempe at Sun Devil Stadium on the campus of Arizona State. They lost to the Arizona Hotshots 38-22. to but it gave an opportunity for these five former Cougars to kind of show what they can do. We'll run down the names for you of the players that are on this team. You'll pro- you likely remember them, if not uh, ha- fondly remember some of the things they did in BYU uniforms. On the offensive side, there is Tooney Knuch. He's an offensive lineman. He's a backup currently on the depth chart, according to the Stallions. He was inactive for the game on Sunday evening and did not play, so he did not participate. He's, one of, he's the only one of the five former BYU players who did not play in the season opener. Jordan Leslie, who was a graduate transfer from UTEP and played at BYU for a year, became a fan favorite, actually scored the first passing or receiving touchdown in Salt Lake Stallions history with his two-yard touchdown reception in that game. Uh, He finished the game with two receptions for 15 yards, one touchdown like I just mentioned. Tanner Baldry, a former defensive end turned tight end for BYU. He now kind of plays that H-back, a fullback, slash tight end role for the Salt Lake Stallions. He added one reception for five yards in the loss against the Hot Shots. And on the defensive side of the ball, Handsome Tanielu is a reserve defensive lineman for the Stallions. He did play Sunday night, did not register any stats. And Micah Hanneman, former BYU safety, now plays safety for the Stallions. He played in the game, extensively started, had four total tackles, all of them solo in the season opening loss. Now, you're probably wondering, well, what's the point in paying attention to minor league football. Well, I think the biggest thing we can talk about here, and we've had uh, Tanner Baldry on this podcast. I played an interview with him, I believe it was just over a week ago, and he talked about the fact that this is an opportunity for these young men to go out and prove what they can do. He said that he was cut pretty quickly into a rookie minicamp with the Cleveland Browns. He said he feels like he's still got juice in the tank, he's got gas in the tank that he wants to show that he can play professional football. I think Tooney Knuch, Micah Hanneman, Jordan uh, yeah, Jordan Leslie, all of them would all agree with that sentiment. They want to prove what they can do. Mike Hanman's had two stints on practice squads since leaving BYU. Jordan Leslie was one of the final cuts that the Denver Broncos made ahead of the regular season in the NFL last year. So he's just been on the cusp multiple times of making an active roster and just hasn't been able to do it. I think this he sees this league as his opportunity to go out and show what he can do. Baldery, like I just mentioned, wants to show that, hey, I can play at a pro level. I can be an effective tight end or an H-back or a fullback at the next level. So give me that opportunity. Handsome Tanielu, also a big body defensive lineman, was very highly sought after out of Snow College, ultimately signed with BYU and um, had some injury concerns during his time at BYU. Uh, He had a very bad hamstring injury last year during BYU's pro day, precluded him from doing some of the bigger drills. We're talking like the 40-yard dash and uh, the quick sprint type of stuff that would have given NFL scouts more of a look at what he can do on on the field in terms of skills so it precluded him from getting much looks at from the NFL 
And I think he sees this as an opportunity to go out and show what he can do. So I like the idea of this league. It gives guys a chance to reinvigorate a career or start a career that they feel like they haven't been able to fully explore. Uh, The pay isn't like the NFL. All these guys are on $250,000 contracts that go over three years. So it's not a ton of money, but these guys are being taken care of financially. They can go out and play pro football. This is a league that's running not against the NFL. They see themselves as being a developmental league to allow players to show what they can do and hopefully have that opportunity that an NFL team calls them once this season concludes in mid to late April and maybe they get a chance to go to training camp and make an active roster this summer slash fall with an NFL team. So I would encourage you guys, if you like pro football, you've always wanted a pro football team in the state of Utah, go out and support the Salt Lake Stallions. They're going to play at Rice Eccles Stadium up here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I don't know that the weather is going to be great for their debut here in just over a week. They have a home game against the Arizona Hotshots. It'll be the second matchup with their southern rival. And uh, based on our snow patterns this winter, likely could be a cold, snowy game at Rice Cycles for the home opener. But I think as the spring progresses, I would encourage you, if you are interested in seeing these former players get that opportunity to play professional football and you want to see this team succeed, see this league succeed, well... I hate to say it, but you've got to do it with your pocketbook. You've got to put up the money to show the league, hey, we are invested in this. Uh, the crowds over the weekend, the uh, Hot Shots announced a crowd of 15,000. I highly doubt they had 15,000 in the crowd because I saw some shots from the game and there was not that many people. Uh, the season opener for San Antonio, who also has a franchise, the Alamo Dome, the lower part of the Alamo Dome, which can hold a lot of people, was pretty much full. They announced a crowd of nearly 30,000. So, There are some decent-sized crowds, and I would hope that the state of Utah, I hear a lot of people say, well, why can't we get an NFL franchise here? Well, you got to show what you can do. you got to be able to support this team. All of their home games, they have five home games this during this regular season in 2019, not 2018, 2019. All five home games are going to be on Saturdays with one Friday game. So no Sunday games. You don't have to worry about church responsibilities. You can go out and enjoy these games on a Saturday afternoon mainly. They have some evening games as well as the year progresses. But early on, they're going to be midday games. So it's it's in the afternoon and again. if you, that old guy, that, that drop we play on the radio all the time. But I want to encourage you guys, give the Stallions a chance. Give this league a chance. Go out and support the former Cougars, Utes, and Aggies on this roster. Uh, Dennis Erickson, a longtime coach, coached at the University of Utah, of course, coached at Miami, won those two national titles with the Hurricanes. If I'm not mistaken, he was the coach that BYU and Ty Detmer upset when they were number one coming to Provo there in 1990. So, this is an opportunity for you guys to, if you're if you're a pro football fan, you've always wanted to see an NFL franchise in Utah. You think it can can succeed? Well, put up or shut up now because you have a pro team here that needs your needs your support. I understand the product's not going to be as polished as the NFL. It might not even be as polished as some of the college football we watch. But guess what? It's your opportunity to go out and support these guys. I'm excited to cover it, and I think that these former Cougars showing well in their first game. They'll be uh, facing 
the Birmingham Iron this coming Saturday. It's actually going to be a nationally televised game on TNT. They're using it as a lead-in to NBA All-Star Saturday night, the dunk contest, the three-point skills challenge, all that stuff that you see during the NBA's All-Star weekend. Well, TNT's been able to foot some money here, and they're actually going to use the Salt Lake Stallions against the Birmingham Iron that game as a lead-in to their coverage of NBA All-Star Saturday night. So it's a big-time chance for the Stallions to make an impression. The Iron are coming off a win, the shutout win, 26 to nothing in over the Memphis Express in their season opener. So should be a good game. But I would encourage you guys, give this league a chance, give the Stallions a chance, and go out and support them. All right, so there you go. I had a BYU connection, but I also wanted to give a plug to the Stallions because I do want to see this league succeed. I think it can be a good option for guys that don't uh, make an don't make a great first impression or are trying to reinvigorate a career at the pro level and want a chance to get back into the NFL. I just think it's a great opportunity and I would encourage you guys to give it a, give it a chance and check it out. All right, we'll step aside here, come back. Uh, some comments from BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood, very complimentary of what BYU quarterback Jaron Hall is doing while also moonlighting as a BYU baseball player this season. He spoke to the media yesterday and we'll get to some of those comments next right here on Locked on Cougar. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. You are locked on Cougars, and modern technology makes our lives very simple. If you are in your car and you commute to work like most of us do, you actually can listen to this podcast really easy, similar to what we've talked about previously with uh, smart speakers. Your smartphone is just as smart as your smart speaker, and it listens to everything you say. So guess what? All you have to do is tell it, hey, play podcast locked on Cougars, and you will have the latest and greatest in BYU news, and it's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are a number America's number one daily podcast podcast network massive download numbers appreciate you guys' support on this podcast and just overall the network is thriving it's awesome to be part of this and i think you guys if you guys do want to thank somebody for creating this thank david Locke. The Utah Jazz play-by-play voice. He's been a longtime mentor of mine. He helped me get into radio in the first place. I interned with him way back when, and he gave me this opportunity to do this podcast, and I'm forever thankful because it's a blast to do this podcast. I have people ask me, well, how do you come up with stuff every day to talk about? Well, when you're as engrossed in sports as I am doing radio, and you have a care factor about BYU and covering the Cougars, it makes it easy to do. So thanks again for your support, and use your, use your smartphone. Play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you have the latest and greatest in BYU news right there for you. All right, BYU baseball is getting ready to start their season this weekend. They open up in Arizona. Some big-time games on their schedule this year. They got a young team. 
a lot of roster turnover. We'll have more of a full preview of their season coming up later this week on the podcast. Got some additional comments that we're going to play a comment here from uh, Mike Littlewood, the head coach of BYU Baseball, about Jaron Hall. But there's some additional comments. He spoke to the media yesterday at their daily, I guess it's almost an annual media day type of a deal. Uh, spoke to the media a lot about his team. And there's some, been some significant roster turnover. But Jaron Hall, who's been playing quarterback for BYU since returning from his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But he's been playing baseball this spring and by all accounts has been very impressive. So I'll let uh, Mike Littlewood talk about Jaron Hall and we'll talk about some of his comments after we play it. So here's Mike Littlewood, BYU baseball coach on BYU quarterback turned BYU outfielder Jaron Hall. I should mention Jaron Hall too. I mean, I I know you guys want to talk. He's he's, uh, talking about lineups. I mean, he's a guy who could, to be true, Really, really honest, and I, we probably don't want to put this. I guess you could. I thought he would come out for two or three weeks, and in January, because we'd been talking for a year. I thought he'd come out in January and just like play two or three weeks and think, oh, I'm, I'm overmatched. Let me try to work on my game and come back next year. He, from day one, he's like he squared the ball up, and he was just proved that he could be. A, I think if he gets a lot of at bats, he could be a starter for us. He's he's been that good and, and that refined, and so I mean he's got some he's got a ways to go, but um, we're really really excited about um, what he's going to bring to the table. What makes it nice is spring ball's in March and we're home three out of the four weeks of March, which which is he's going to be able to be with us a little bit. So and then after spring ball, um, I just was in a conversation today like we can't let this guy go out of our program because he could be a starter if not next year. Depending on what he does football, and you know, football has, it was the same thing with Hanneman. Whenever football needed Jacob, they pay a scholarship, um, and we understand that. Kalani's been great to work with. We know he's football's first, but um, it's kind of great because in the role that we need him for, pinch runner, maybe go in defensively, maybe start here and there, uh, and kind of see where the season progresses. He doesn't have to be a starter for us like Hanneman did. I mean, Hanneman that year, we had basically four or five guys who could really play, um, and, and Hanneman was one of them, leadoff center fielder. Jaron doesn't have to do that for us. He can kind of ease into it a little bit. Plus, he's, I mean, he's, as a person, he's 100 times better than I ever anticipated he'd be, and just going to be great for the culture of our team. So um, he's going to be pretty, pretty fun to watch, I think, this year. There you go. Mike Littlewood on Jaron Hall. Very complimentary. And you can tell he's like, we we expect him to show up and be like, all right, this is a football player trying to prove that he can play baseball. But they've been extremely impressed with his ability to just play right away. Um, I know Ben Criddle put out a tweet. He was down in southern Utah when BYU was down there training in January. Uh, Jaron Hall hitting a home run and Looks natural playing baseball, plain and simple. I don't know that ultimately long-term he's going to pick baseball. We saw Kyler Murray, the star quarterback for Oklahoma. He's going to be returning over $4 million to the Oakland Athletics, it appears, to pursue a career in the NFL. He's projected to be a top 10 NFL draft pick. And I get it. If If your passion is football, chase it. No doubt about it. But you can tell Mike Littlewood, very complimentary of what Jaron Hall brings to the baseball diamond. They believe he could be a starter for the baseball program, but he also understands that, hey, 
He's on a football scholarship. And how the NCAA works is if you play two sports at the collegiate level and one of them is football, you have the football scholarship because the football scholarships are full scholarships. It covers everything, the cost of attendance and all that. NCAA rules stipulate that you can't you can't be like say a baseball player that maybe gets a half scholarship and play football. If you're you can you have, if you're going to do both sports and you're going to be a, a collegiate athlete that's on scholarship, you have to have that football scholarship. So that means that football has priority for Jaron Hall at this point because he's on a football scholarship. Kalani Satake and his staff are footing the bill, so to say, for Jaron Hall's collegiate education. So he will be available for all of spring ball, but uh, spring football, speaking of that, but you can tell that Mike Littlewood is very eager to keep Jaron Hall on this roster. He's going to be playing. He's a rostered athlete with the BYU baseball program. Uh, likely to play as a reserve outfielder, could be a DH. I'm guessing at some point, maybe. I know he's got a great arm. I don't know sure. I'm not sure what ultimately he ends up doing in baseball, if anything. But I think it's a good thing to see him out on the baseball diamond contributing. It shows how good of an athlete he is. I had people tell me when he was in high school that they thought he should have pursued baseball full-time. He might have been a draft pick out of Maple Mountain High School. I know his father, Kalen Hall, was a running back for BYU's older brother. KJ uh, was a running back as well, and he's pursued football. It's kind of the family sport. But I think all things considered, Jaron Hall, hey, this is awesome. Uh, and he gives himself an opportunity. Let's say football, ultimately he's that career backup. But if he continues to moonlight as a baseball player, baseball scouts will pay attention to what he can do. And they'll take into account that he's also played football. And they may give him an opportunity via the MLB draft. He wouldn't be draft eligible. Actually, no, he would be at draft eligible after this year, if I'm not mistaken. It's three years out of high school. And he's priority either at that threshold or after this baseball season would be eligible for that to be drafted by an MLB team. They have 40-some-odd rounds in the MLB draft. You see guys who haven't played baseball in a decade get drafted. So I think the great thing is you hear Mike Littlewood talk about it. He's very complimentary of what Jaron Hall has brought to the BYU baseball program, some maturity. Um, his leadership skills, and he understands that, hey, I'm going to have to share him with football. I get that. I have to I, I have to acquiesce to what Kalani Satake and his guys want to do with spring football coming up. It'll be running March 4th through March 29th. Uh, that month is probably make it a little, in terms of Jaron Hall's availability, a little lighter when it comes to BYU baseball. But you can tell Mike Littlewood is eager to keep uh, Jaron Hall in the mix with his team. Uh, we'll talk about this later in the week, but there's some significant roster turnover. Littlewood is really trying to get back the um, hearts and minds of his players. They had a rough season a year ago. They've had some good times under him, but he's trying to kind of re- uh, reinvigorate this program after a down year a year ago try and get guys going again and he believes that Jaron Hall might be part of that equation and that's awesome to see so hats off to Jaron Hall for showing what he can do on the baseball diamond as well as the football field because he's going to have the opportunity to be that guy that's the main recipient of reps during spring football but also moonlight as a baseball player a busy spring for Jaron Hall along with his school duties but best of luck to him and it's cool to hear another coach speaking of Mike Littlewood speaking so highly of this young man. All right, we will step aside. We'll come back on the other side, talk a little bit more about some of the news and notes in the BYU Athletic Department, um, some of the weekly awards, all that type of stuff. Everything we haven't touched on in today's podcast that came out overnight, we'll touch on that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. 
Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. as we close out today's edition of the podcast thank you guys again for your support of the podcast if you are new to the podcast hopefully you find it of worth to you our goal each and every day is to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU news get it to you in a quick and orderly fashion 20 to 30 minutes at most we want to get you in and out we do have some podcasts that occasionally go longer like our signing day extravaganza podcast last week but for the most part we try to keep it under 30 minutes that way you can knock it out it's by Sides is digestible and you're on your way each and every day, but you're also the smartest guy in the room when it comes to talking about BYU athletics. All right, a couple of notes for you guys. I'll start off with the women's gymnastics team. After their win at the quad meet at Arizona over the weekend, they moved up one spot in the national rankings to number 20 in the country. So congratulations to BYU women's gymnastics on that accomplishment. And after their dominant showing there at the quad meet at Air Force, five BYU gymnasts learned, earned, not learned, earned Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Specialist of the Week honors. Abby Miner, Haley Pitot, and Rebecca Bean shared vault Specialist of the Week honors after scoring 9.850 each to take the title at the meet. So congratulations to them. Helidy um, Siren, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, it might be Cyrene, her career best 9.95 on the uneven bars led her to be the sole honoree on the uneven bars in terms of specialist of the week. So congratulations to her on that. And then Shannon Evans, her weekly honor. She's got five in a row of these at the floor specialist of the week uh, for the second time this season. She scored a 9.925 to earn the title at the meet and aid her in scoring a 39.125 in the all-around. So congratulations to the women's gymnastics team on the successful weekend. They are back in action at home this weekend, Friday, February 15th, for an MRGC meet against number 10-ranked Boise State. That meet will begin at 7 o'clock Mountain Time, so best of luck to the women's gymnastics team. Hopefully they can pick up another win and move up in the national rankings once again. A couple of the notes for you guys is that the women's uh, track team, after their good showing uh, at both the Ames, in Ames, Iowa, and also at Texas Tech over the weekend, they have moved up four spots in the national rankings. They are now ranked number 16 in the country. Uh, the men's team uh, moved down three spots to number 16 in the country. So both teams now even in the rankings, 16 overall. The men's team had opened up in the national rankings in the top 10 have not uh, started off the season quite as hot as I think most probably predicted them to start off but all things considered both teams top ranked in the top 20 is a great showing for Ed Eyestone and his entire staff uh, with the Benz women's track and field teams they're having great showings across the board as they can per, kind of pursue their season they actually compete as an independent they kind of go all over the country to multiple events but they've had some great showings this year so best of luck 
to the men's and women's track and field teams. Hopefully they can continue to jump in the national rankings. I know the women's team started out, I believe, like 40, so they have moved up big time, and it's awesome to see that. So best of luck to them throughout the rest of the year. All right, there you go. That is today's show. Thanks again for joining me on this Tuesday edition of Locked on Cougars. A reminder for you guys, if you are commuting with your jobs, etc., you drive around, you're a delivery driver, whatever you do, your smartphone can be your avenue to listen to this podcast quick, easy, and painlessly. All you have to do is tell it, hey, play podcast Locked on Cougars. We've talked a lot about smart, a lot about smart speakers in recent weeks. Well, it also is the same thing with your smartphone. Just tell it, hey, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you'll have my dulcet tones breaking down BYU sports for you each and every day. Thanks again for joining me. We'll be back tomorrow. A lot more to get to this week. BYU baseball kicking things off. We still need to get to some of the thoughts on the NFL Combine coming up with Sione Takitaki being the lone Cougar representing a BYU at, in Indianapolis there at Lucas Oil Stadium. We need to talk a little bit about that. And, of course, we'll catch up on everything else that may break overnight. There's been a lot going on with BYU sports. It doesn't stop, but it's a blast to bring it to you each and every day. So thanks again for joining me. We'll catch you tomorrow on another edition of the podcast. This has been Locked on Cougars for February 12th, 2019. Today, I want to talk about the hellscape that is technical diagramming, right? Everybody's nodding their heads right now, uh uh-huh. And there is a potential solution that I want to share. There was one name that several people brought up. I did some digging, and it's kind of nuts how much this program Miro has for developers. I have to share this. It could potentially be a game changer for you. So my favorite part about Miro is that half the work is already done. Like right now, typically we spend hours starting diagrams from scratch, right? Gathering information, you get buy-in from every team. Uh, You know, following up, that's a lot of work to do. But Miro has a full set of integrations with the tools you're probably already using. And they also offer open APIs and SDKs for custom solutions for all those niche diagramming use cases we have to do, right? So the end result is the same, but it doesn't take forever. It's a massive, massive time saver. I'm transforming basic flowcharts and network architectures, and it all lives in one place. So are you using Miro? Have you used it? I want to hear. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths. And where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used. Because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.